Hello and welcome everyone back to another episode of Not Fighting. I am Tyler Bishop and that would make you um I mean that doesn't make me anything. <laughs> I am Jenna Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah, I guess by me being someone that doesn't necessarily make you someone because theoretically you could be somebody else sitting there and that wouldn't make you Jenna. Yes, who you are. I'm Jenna. I was like my my arm was like back here a weird muscle that's never cramped up on me before started cramping up um right as we started this podcast and it's because we trained today in uh it's a million degrees here in san diego it is and but i i will give it give that the caveat of we just got back from from texas so um i don't feel like i can complain too much about the heat here i mean it's pretty hot though especially for san diego so I'm accustomed to a certain temperature here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think No, I actually don't mind I don't mind it being hot at all. It's just like a little bit of an adjustment to like getting um to training in that heat, especially cuz our academy is a little bit more inland. Like we live closer to the beach, doesn't make it which helps. You get a little sea breeze, but when you get inland it's just hot 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 and <laughs> i think one of the things that you realize really quickly whether you're living someplace or whatever is like you you like adapt really fast and i would say that goes doubly doubly i don't know if that's a word but uh i think that that's definitely true for jiu-jitsu uh, uh, just adapting yeah like yeah. it's very easy to forget what it's like in like that midwest humidity which is where we started training yes it was um real humid i remember getting heat rashes in the summer do you remember that oh yeah all the time like i'd get done training and take my rash guard off which i don't didn't even wear them half the time um which is gross when you think about how much you sweat yeah, and i would just be like covered in like red bumps because of the heat yep that's how i know things are different now is i don't get those here yeah which which um there's something we're not going to talk about today but it would be awesome um i'm gonna post something on my ig and probably you as well about uh we want to hear your stories uh and we'll talk about them um on the podcast too about like some of the worst training conditions you've trained in you know whether it be like a weather or just like the gym not being um camped yes yeah (laughs) Or, you know, maybe you just trained, like, in a garage, and it was real nasty, and, like, that was, you know, I don't know. Maybe um, recently. Yeah. Which we did. Which you but like, it was clean. I cleaned it, okay? It yeah, wasn't nasty. You cleaned our, like, honestly, like, turning it into a grappling studio, if you will, was, like, probably allowed us to, like, really get our garage, like, into tip-top shape. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a mess right now, but... Because we haven't been training in it. (laughs) But, yeah. So, we want to hear that from you. So, like, send us um, a message. Like, DM us on our IG. And I think that would be... um, I'm at Jenna Bishop BJJ. And you are at... Tyler Bishop Bishop BJJ. That's that's an easy one. So, let us know. Um, I'll probably post up, like, a little thing for you guys to, like, uh, respond to here shortly. Um, But today, we were... I was just, like, kind of going through some, like jiu-jitsu like websites things like looking at stories and stuff and i saw something on bjjee and it was the question of like should you as an instructor should how necessary is it for instructors to train with their students and 
It's a good question. I think it's a good question. I think that there are a lot of caveats to the answer of this question, and I think there's a lot of like it depends. Um, We're brainy intellectuals, so in most questions, I feel like our answer is it depends. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I feel like that's always like the pointy-headed answer to a question. But I think it's one of those things that if you're a reasonable person, not everything in life is black and white. It doesn't have to be one way or another. Um, And I think that that's something that maybe we get kind of... We we're, we stop missing, as you would say, like people don't understand the nuance and anything anymore. And, um, you know, especially with everything that's going on right now in the world. So we don't want to get into that. But <laughs> <laughs> hard pivot into a political podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> I am over that. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to, you know, I just want to live my life. But <laughs> I think, you know, I think. Like how do you how do you think it is how important is it for you to train with your students? So, um, for uh, I guess I'll, I'll first approach it is just somebody that has been an instructor that's taught classes and stuff like that. And so I would say like in my ability to evaluate students and just kind of like see them uh, progress and like where they're at and stuff like that, um, I can learn almost as much watching them roll with other people. Yeah. But it becomes this like whole can of worms because it's like. I roll with everybody and because I roll with everybody yeah. I don't necessarily have to roll with you to be able to see like these are your flaws I see you rolling with that person mm-hmm. I know what they're like yeah because sometimes you might not realize how strong somebody is until you actually roll with them and if you know they're getting bullied around by the strong guy yeah and you're thinking to yourself well you just need to whatever it's like have you tried to do that to that guy He's yeah super strong yeah you know yeah so I think I think that um I don't think that it's always necessary, but the one reason that I would say you should, and you know, you and I have never been owners, like school owners. We've been, you know, like instructors and at, we've done it in a leadership role. You know, we've been in those areas where it's like we are giving input on students and their progress and that for, I guess, promotions and things like that. to aunts and uncles. And, yes, but it's also one of those things where, you know, we're also... You know, it's not even about, I guess, promoting people. It's about, you know, training with them. So does that help them to get better quicker, you know? But I don't think that that's always the case. I think that, you know, a lot of times the, your students want to train with you and it's not, it's not just, um, because they want, they think it's going to make them better. It's almost like they want your attention. You know, it's like every time I teach a kid's class, they're like, if we have an odd number, sometimes I'll pair the kids with one of the helpers just to kind of roll around. And they're like, can I, can I roll with you next? Can I roll with you next? And they always want to roll with me. And I tell them, no kid already trained today. (laughs) Well, I always tell them, I'm like, if you ask me to roll, guess what? It's not going to be fun. I'm not going to be playful when we train. So I'll, I'll heel hook a a five-year-old. I have no problem. And I think that'll <laughs> be a sound bite like one day. <laughs> <It'll be> like, <laughs> taking no. out of context. I will heel hook a but five-year-old. I've had that conversation with students several times where, you know, they think, um, or they will tell me like, oh, like when I train with them, like you're the first, you know, black belt I've ever trained with. Yeah. And maybe they're like higher rank, you know, um, or, you know, a colored belt, which is kind of crazy to think about. Or maybe, you know, oh, my God, I can't believe you're rolling with me because, you know, my professor at my old academy never rolled with uh, me or, you know, just different things. And I think people kind of get kind of sad about it when they don't ever get to train 
with a professor. Yeah, I mean, I remember the very first black belt that I ever trained with, Rosendo Diaz. Uh, okay. East Coast guy, super, super, been around for forever. Um, because when I started, my our, our instructor was not actually even a black belt yet. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think Q technically was the second black belt that I ever rolled with, and that was after he got it. Yeah. And uh, I've had that experience many times whenever yeah. we were doing seminars in, you know, remote parts of Missouri or, you know, just in kind of you know places that had small academies or even you know i hate to say it places where we've been instructors i've had people that are blue belts purple belts even brown belts tell me like you're the first black belt that i've ever really rolled with and yeah like the head professor that has never trained with me and i understand you know the sentiment of not wanting to train with everybody all the time because man your body takes so much damage and a lot of times you um i guess don't you really just can't take too much more and a lot of times your students might be a little bit crazy you know yeah but i think it's i don't think it's necessary but i think it's a good thing to at least give them like that experience where they feel like you know oh they actually do care about me and my progress and you can show that in other ways but i don't know there's just something about getting to train with your professor that like kind of makes you feel like people get really excited about it yeah and i think it you know it's probably different degrees for different people and something i think we talked about in a previous episode at one point which was basically like you 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 don't have you like the student doesn't necessarily need the professor to roll with them for them to progress or get better it's not like some kind of magic thing that happens but it, it is something that the professor can basically like glean aspects of of the student from them and sometimes i mean like you you recognize this all the time um i think because people come in and they train with you and they're like oh my gosh because they know who you are in in jiu-jitsu maybe they follow female jiu-jitsu but like people will roll weird with you like they'll roll far worse with you than they will with other people and i see that sometimes just in general just rolling with you know people rolling with me as a black belt you know it's like they get in their own head oh, and yeah. things like that. But I think that's one of the things too. It's it is it's natural for everyone because I remember. I mean, how many times did I tell you like, oh my god, I rolled with you know, I rolled with JW today, my professor in St. Louis, and uh, and I'm like, I just messed up everything. I didn't like he didn't get to see anything that I was doing good. Like it was just awful. Like I think I'm terrible because I would get so nervous to train with him. And, to, and then you and then they start thinking like oh they already know like what I'm gonna do so they don't even try something so that's kind of you know more detrimental to their progress and to their mindset in some ways um, but I just I think it's it's not necessary but if you're not training with your students you have to be there and present on the mat yeah. like watching them um watching them and sparring so that you can give you know coaching and advice and you know put them aside and say hey we need to fix this we need to work on this whatever um and i've seen you know the opposite of that where it's class we like uh the pref like our we've had a professor that would come teach class and then um as soon as class was over or the te- the instruction point of it like it was just basically kind of open mat almost every day and a lot of times he would just be like hey can you guys lock up and then that's it and like he would leave and i remember having people tell us like man like he's never here to watch me train like i don't know like 
if he even you know he's gonna even when i'm gonna get promoted or how i'm gonna get better because i ask him a question but it's like he's not even watching me spar so blah 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 and that's something that you know it's like you have to if you're not going to be training with the students all the time like that is you have to be giving them the 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 attention yeah we like totally agree on that and i think you know a good example of that is you know there may be an instructor because of you know just physically you cannot train yeah. very much anymore i think that's common especially sure. as guys have been doing jiu-jitsu 20 30 years body takes a toll um but you're you're right like i think that if you're an instructor you can you can watch a lot of your students and i know we've said before like if your student don't focus so much on you know when am i going to get promoted and does the you know like don't be like um a teacher's pet yes, necessarily you that's know like so annoying the worst is whenever you have a student that the only time that they're there or the only time they pretend like they're learning or whatever is whenever they they can be seen mm -hmm. um but or they ask questions just to be heard and seen but part of the value in you know even going to a school and training under somebody that's a good you know jiu-jitsu instructor is the fact that they're watching you but not just you all the students and and noticing like oh as an academy we're doing a really bad job of you know defending the arm coming underneath our heads from mm -hmm. half guard why mm -hmm. is that and then you know like making it a point to to work on that with people and as an individual student you want to be you know that means that sometimes you get focused on meaning like the yeah. instructor may you know notice you and then sometimes like you're just part of the cumulative whole there yeah and it's not always it's not always like you know reasonable for for the professor to train with everybody either because it it really depends on the situation of like what does your academy look like like how many students do you have like do you have i think if you have a lot of high-ranking upper belts and like a lot of other instructors aside from you know you as the main professor of the academy for sure like you're probably not going to train with every single student that walks in the door it's just you know a sheer numbers thing <laughs> it would be almost impossible in a lot of scenarios um but you know that you have to set in place people and professors that are there training watching you know Get guiding your students because without that man it's like somebody just learning off of youtube all the time yeah you know it's true and i think you know that's exactly where i was going to go with it which is like you have to have like taught and and brought up other like students or instructors that can basically um serve as you know like a proxy for you rolling with the other students so that you know they're giving you feedback you're kind of you know what their skills are and people that you can trust and that's really, really helpful as well. I know the article that you're referring to, Faraz Sahabi, who's mostly famous for you know being in George St. Pierre's corner more than anything else. Um, no idea how good of a grappler he is or instructor he is. Um, he had some interesting thoughts on it. Basically, that like, you know, well, I don't have to train with my my students. In fact, you know, it might be a detriment to them because they, you know, might not think I'm giving them my best or I don't know. But to me. It's one of those things that it's like that's the wrong reason to not train with mm -hmm. your instructors um and 
or an instructor not to train with a student. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can think of a billion different s- scenarios in which I've trained with somebody that's a student or somebody taking a private lesson. And, you know, sometimes you let them, you know, you, you kind of just like see like, what are you going to do if I do this? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. are you going to take advantage of that? Are like you, you give them opportunity to like succeed and you see if they can do it or fail. Are you trying to do really complicated stuff when there's like really simple stuff right in front of you? that's like not just game based but it's like hey you know like you're sitting here trying to set up a barambolo and the guy's just giving you like a really simple sweep Mm -hmm. or something like that so yeah i think you know as an instructor um you know having other students that you can kind of rely on for that is is good but i think you also be have to you know train the trainers it's like for sure i think about myself like i'll even train with other black belts sometimes that are getting ready for competition and i'll be like you know what like today because they're getting ready for a tournament it's not that i'm gonna necessarily back off but like i'm gonna let them play their game i'm gonna let them get the guard pull i'm gonna let them set up the things because that's what they need right like that's being a good training partner but i think there's an aspect of that as an instructor that you have to have too and you have to hope that you've embedded that in your instructor so that you know, they can give the students that too. Cause just getting floored by upper belts is not always like the best learning experience. No, I think, yeah, it's like, you have to know, like it's something that I think most black belts can kind of like roll to that person's level when you're like instructing. That's like a good thing is like where you can kind of like, you can kind of like keep it where you can let them be competitive and then you can take it up a notch and really kind of see, or you can like put it down to like let them see success. Cause I think that's one things is like, if you're like a really good purple belt in an academy, you're going to get smashed a lot because all the good people are going to want to train with you. And I, th- I always say that like, that's something I've seen. It's like, you're a good purple belt and you're there training with like all the higher level people. Like they're always going to choose you to be a partner because they're like, oh no, I know that I can get pushed. I can get good work. I'm going to get the right reactions out of this person. Yep. And so I see that happening a lot, but I also see it being like a problem for the the purple belts because I see them kind of getting down on themselves a little bit in in certain scenarios where it's like, man, I can't do anything right. I'm like yeah. losing all the time. And so, you know, when you see that as a, an instructor, it's definitely good to either make sure you're seeing that and then putting them with people that are below their level or at their level where they can see success or you can roll with them and put them with professors that can do the same you know yeah and i think people getting smashed all the time is good for you in a lot of ways but if it's messing with your mentality your mindset then that's when it's detrimental you know yeah i mean i think about it sometimes you know i I, i've told you this fairly recently where it's like man i need to train with some like purple belts because i need to like I need to mess some people up because I need to work on basically like snatching stuff that's right there because when you start training with other guys that are at your level or really, really high level guys, you get a little bit more gun shy and pulling the trigger on stuff because let's say you pass the guard, like that might be hard and it might be like one in three rolls you get past a good Mm -hmm. guy's guard and so then you're like, I'm not going to like throw a triangle here from side control because I'm not trying to give up this position right now. But you need to be able to do that to have good jujitsu. Yeah, I think um, there's like there's there's levels to it, like the in there too, I guess. But it's like we've talked about before, you know, like um, if if the if the idea or philosophy is that 
you know, you need to train with your instructor because you need to know how good they are or they need to show you how good they are. It's the wrong idea. Yeah, that's, um, that's not the reason why you, you're training with your, your students, I think, in most cases. And we talked about this in, the, in an episode about black belts or something where it's like, if you're a white or blue belt, like realistically you might you probably don't know the difference you know like you could yeah. train with 10 black belts and be like they're all really good and mm-hmm. it's like yeah but those 10 black belts could be dramatically far apart in skill level yeah it's true it's really true i think um there's also something i was thinking about too where it's like it might not always be beneficial for you to train with the professor that's there i mean i've had a lot of good um high level like instructors around me and but for me or like let's say I'm not like the smallest of women, but let's say you have a woman that's like a hundred pounds and then you're, you as a professor are like eight feet tall and 300 pounds. Hodger. <laughs> like, is there a lot? I mean, for sure you could probably flow with them, but there's nothing realistic about that match where, cause you having the skill and being the bigger uh, person doesn't really like lean itself to like a realistic scenario for them getting better you know yeah i mean i think you have a good example of that i mean it's like training with the kids like you mentioned earlier where it's like you know you training with a a child doesn't matter if they're like a 12 or 13 year old like it's i mean some 12 or 13 year olds true (laughs) let's calm down here (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think you know for the most part it's like not realistic to them for what it's going to be like and then for you know kids jujitsu there is definitely this point wherever kids start being like that kid's an adult yeah but like um like d- kids are just are just different it's yeah like they do different things they get away with certain things you know yeah and 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 it's a scenario where it's like i am not going to just smash a child to prevent them from doing something like mm, if they're like <laughs> i've seen some if they're like seven <laughs> fair game eight and up fair game seven and below that kid asked me to roll they were asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> no i think you know i think if you have i guess if you're watching this and you're like oh my professor doesn't train with me and my professor or like i feel like they're not giving me the right attention or whatever and you're feeling some type of way about it then for sure you should find a place that that fits your goals where it's like you're at a at a in a gym that you're not feeling like you're progressing or you're not feeling like there's anybody there helping you progress then that's that's the bigger problem but if you like then just oh my professor doesn't roll with me well it's like that's not always you know necessary but so you should kind of maybe like check your own motive of like why you want that like you know or you know always like trying to get private lessons if you really want their time buy private time that that is true especially at a larger academy i I think you know don't mistake you know that advice for the instructor should be giving you like attention all all the attention it is very hard when you're teaching like multiple classes a week and you have you know at least 30 students in in the class or even even having less than that and you have all these people in one class it's very very hard to really give the attention to every single one especially when it comes time to sparring because you're trying to keep your eyes moving if you don't because i've done this before where it's like i'm watching this one match like go on and then like somebody gets hurt or something crazy happens over here and then it's like man i should have been watching like more this closely or whatever and so you kind of always have to be moving around so you as as a student you have to understand that 
you know, you're not the only person in the room and everybody's, you know, wanting the attention. So making sure that if you do have questions or there's things that you feel like you're like not getting from your professors, like have a conversation with them, send them a message, like pull them aside after class or something before class, during class is not the right time. But like after class, I'm sure if you're in a good place, like you're, you'll have that ability to talk to your professors and, you know, really like voice your opinion of like what, like I, I'm needing this, I'm needing that, whatever, you know? So I think, and I I think most instructors too, you know, um, they, they dedicate class time or will ask, if you have any questions and especially if the question is related to something that they've shown recently yes. i think that's fair game and yes you know like close closed mouths don't get fed i forget how the saying goes but mm. it's basically like you know i don't know I'm not don't, old. don't expect an instructor to like proactively give you the knowledge or uh i guess like uh engage with you if that's not something you're actively like pursuing and yeah and you know you brought up a really good point which is you know a lot of times when i would teach classes i would try not to roll because i wanted to watch everybody for sure for sure you know and i would say you want to have a mix where you know in the classes where i wouldn't roll a lot of times it was because there weren't other higher level belts that i could rely on when i paired people up and um i wanted to make sure i kind of kept my eyes on everything Mm -hmm. if there was you know you can kind of you know take a approach where you're gonna be like all right i'm gonna train with this guy and that guy and i can keep an eye on stuff but um and i would always try to find ways to mix in with classes when i wasn't teaching yeah so that i could actually train with yeah students so i mean there are different reasons why you might not actually train during rolling time Mm -hmm. with your students and a lot of that comes yeah. back to being a good instructor yeah as well that just reminded me of um this happens a lot and i always see the kids like light up when it does happen but you know i'm teaching there's me and the other kids professor are teaching and then the head the owner of our gym like johnny will come in and he's there early before his class and he'll see like if there's a kid sitting out or maybe he just is like you know professor can i join the class and he'll come and he'll train with the kids and roll and they have a blast and he's really good at like making like giving them like guiding them to like write things and it's so fun to see that because um you know especially because he's not the one teaching the classes all the time but they know him he's taught the class he does teach some kids classes and then they're like oh like you know it's it's master like you know he's he's the guy and he's training with me like getting that attention and so those are the things that i'm like if you're a professor out there like Remember that. Like, remember how excited you were if you got to train with a black belt or how excited you were when your professor gave you the attention and things like that. So, because it's easy, it's very easy to get caught up in just like the, just the routine and you're just going through the motions. And it's something that I myself have to like check myself out of all the time because you get tired from your own training or you get tired from the day and it's like how many classes you're teaching or whatever else that's going on and you're just going through the motions and it's important to like make sure like this is a job and people are paying you for a service you should be delivering and like making a a good experience for everybody and i think if you can take yourself out of it and just like make sure Cause most most competitor our, our students are going to be hobbyists. They're not going to be competitors. So 
the most important thing to me is like you need to make sure that they're all having a good time on the mat yeah no i i agree with that a thousand and progressing at the same time and and you brought up uh johnny johnny faria and um i actually think he does a stellar job like there's so many things that you can kind of probably glean and this isn't just saying like oh okay is the best i i mean i've been around i mean a, it is <laughs> i've been around a lot and i think that you know he's he's a and it's not like he's been this way forever he's learned a lot of things and figured out things that work really well like a good example is like i when i hear the word belt test i kind of cringe a little bit yeah but he sort of does that but not in the way that most people would think like he he will actually give someone a semi-private class just kind of check the things that they know before he gives them belts and like think about a great practice of like you know before you give somebody a belt you know all all skills aside you know like giving that person you know the attention to be able to say like this is what you need to fix here this is what you need to fix there so their jujitsu's you know they have the confidence in whatever belt they're gonna they're gonna get and i think that's i mean that's incredible yeah i think i mean it really is and um i feel like i i've learned a lot you know on and i feel like i'm i'm continuing to learn on like how to be a good instructor and stuff watching some of these other great people you know i've seen and trained with um and especially like now being under johnny like i feel like you know he does a really good job where it's like his energy and everything is always on point and i think if you have those things if you're if you're then you know training with the students isn't always going to be the the most yeah. necessary thing and, and in if fact, you're doing everything the, right yeah it might be the lazier thing in some cases too where it's yeah. like uh you know just show up and train i mean uh i'll 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 like uh put this person on blast because Uh-oh. it's not negative but uh i remember a long time ago we were both purple belts uh jeff glover we were both going to do a private lesson with him he was in st louis mm-hmm. and he was probably the first time i think we ever met jeff Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we showed up and he had to do more private lessons that day and he's like you guys did the seminar you know like uh, and he was just kind of like um, man do you just want to roll around and I was like yeah I do yeah. like that is exactly what I want yeah more than anything yeah. And so we just like rolled around and um, that was the easiest thing for him he just didn't want to take the energy to like teach another yeah, lesson in teaching the day takes or a lot out of you and so you know but for us at that time like that was perfect like yeah. we wanted that <laughs> but you know sometimes just training isn't necessarily the 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 best thing for all the students or even yeah. a single student and yeah. i think if we were to summarize this topic into one thing you know does training does a black belt or a professor need to train with their students to be like a good instructor or is it required and the answer is not always probably sometimes but the thing that is required all the time is engagement yes yes i think that's a perfect summary because if you think about it you know you describe professor johnny and other good instructors it's like that job looks hard when you really zoom out and you see all the things that they're doing they're engaged they're teaching classes they're you know doing especially when you're the owner of the gym yeah. Because I'm just a professor. Like, I just get to show up, teach classes, and go, you know? And that's a lot easier, but it's still challenging. But to manage everything else inside, like, it's a lot of work. Yeah, and if you think about it, it's like, you know, uh, engagement is, is a bigger picture thing because even though you're just an instructor, you know, you teach class from 5 to 6 or 6 to 7 or whatever, it's, 
you know, I see what time you leave the gym and, you know, what you're doing after. It's like so many different parts of that job, you know, exist outside of those that those class hours, you know, that engagement. Yeah, for sure. I think it's definitely the most important thing. And so being busy and having a lot of other things going on isn't an excuse to not be engaged with your students. Um, I think if you're engaged, you're trying to learn all the time. You're trying to, like, give critique and make your students feel like they're seen and they're like learning and getting better and um i think that's the most important thing yeah you need to be a facilitator and that's the biggest part Mm -hmm. of the engagement part of it i think and um sometimes that does mean rolling with your students Mm -hmm. um and i think for some instructors probably more than others like different environments big schools small schools it's going to be different but um, you know, I think the answer to that, that question is complicated. Yes. More so than I thought whenever we were heading into this uh, podcast, yeah. actually. No, that's why I thought, like, I was reading the article. I was like, oh, this is a really interesting, like, thing. Because I never really just thought about, like, sh- do you have to train with your students? But yeah, now because, I have. <laughs> because before when we were talking about it and you kind of pitched it to me as something to talk about, I was like, generally, yeah. And then you go what about John Donaher? And I was like, but uh, yeah. And then I had to think about it. And then that's when I realized like, but not everybody's on that kind of like mind. I don't know. And mind I, but body. I think that comes yeah. back to your, your point about like, if you don't feel like you're getting what you need, you know, like there's people out there that like John Donaher is like the their least favorite kind of instructor Mm -hmm. you know he talks a lot philosophy you know all this kind of stuff and they're like i it's i just don't learn that way yeah you know yeah but for others like it's it's perfect he's like the leg lock whisperer Mm -hmm. it's true or whatever (laughs) yeah so i think that nails it so if you were wanting to answer this question it's uh 30 plus minutes long and come Um, filled with caveats Maybe yes, sometimes depends. And it's okay if you want to heel hook a five year old. No, that's not what I said. No, you you said No, that. I said I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. We need to get off of that. All right. Thanks everybody. And if you enjoy the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Um pretty much every outlet you can imagine if you watch this thing on YouTube, thank you. Um we're comment like subscribe click that bell all those things um share it with your friends co-workers softball coaches middle school uh alumni um anything you can think of um your dentist dentists yeah that's a big one um yeah that's it so thanks for watching and you know or listening and we'll see you next time